0: Hey guys, welcome to the program. I want to get right to the point. There's an Iranian drone attack that happened in Jordan that cost the lives of three American service members. Dozens of others are injured. What in the hell is going on at the border of Texas? Well, we're under an invasion. That's right. It's an attack, people. You call it whatever you want to call it. Humanitarian crisis. Migrants seeking asylum, refugees, kids in cages. We are under attack. It's also happening in Arizona, New Mexico, and a little communist state known as California, although they don't seem to care as much when boats come up on the beach of La Jolla and illegals disperse into the community while police stand on the road and watch them leave. We'll talk about that. Folks, what about this E. Jean Carroll... Donald Trump case, wow, $83 million. Will Trump have to pay that? We're going to get into some thoughts on that. And I want to talk about what's going on in France. You say, I don't care about France. Oh, oh, oh. but you better because what's happening in France is going to come to a little neighborhood near you right here in America. That's right, folks. What they do in Europe tends to wind up on our shores. It's interesting how that happens. And then I want to finish by talking about the Barbie, Barbie movie. You don't think you care about that, but I'm going to make a very great point that you're going to bring up over and over again to everyone you talk to for the rest of the week all about the Barbie movie. Okay, folks, listen. I want you to email me, chad, at the com, so we can stay in touch. Tell me what you're thinking. Ask me your questions. Send me your thoughts, and we may discuss them on the show. Also, visit com where you can leave me your email address that way you get the weekly newsletters you know everything we're doing and we can stay in comunicado. I think it's important right now that we stay in touch with one another, don't you? Head over to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. Okay, listen, no fancy intro, let's just get right to the point. 3 American service members were killed, dozens injured by an Iranian drone attack Saturday in Jordan. This is sad. Sad for a number of reasons our hearts go out to, our condolences are with these now Gold Star families who have lost these service member, family member, loved ones. And it's Iran. Iran has done it. Now, how, how long is the Biden administration going to continue to tolerate this type of nonsense? You say, what nonsense, Chad? Aren't, aren't we just one big global happy family? No, we're not. Iran, which, of course, as you all know, is the number one state funder of terrorism on the planet. Iran is behind all of it right now. I don't care if it's Hamas on October 7th. I don't care if it's Qatar and their capital city of Doha housing the leaders of Hamas Iran has been both enriched and emboldened by the Biden administration, which, as you know, is the Obama 2.0 administration. They've been sending them stacks of cash. We've been, we've been, you know, consistently invested and empowered their financial gains through their oil reserves. It's disgusting the leeway that we have given the nation of Iran. And nothing is being done when there have been Literally hundreds of attacks on U.S. troops and U.S. interests. Hundreds of times in the in, with zero response in the last six months. Do you realize how many times Iran has attacked us in the last six months? I bet you don't. Mainstream media is not telling you. Rachel Maddow is not telling you out of that side of her Frankenstein mouth. 159 attacks since mid-October. Shipping vessels, naval vessels, it's happening. This is serious. There should be hell to pay. Do you remember the old pictures of the women in bathing suits on the beaches in Iran, back before the mullahs took over? And, you know, you could see something a little more than an ankle bump underneath a burqa or a bridge of a nose. You, you You could actually see, and people looked like they were having fun. I mean, it looked like they could have been in Malibu or Miami. No, they were in Iran. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now they take to the streets, and they hold up their flags. They burn American flags. They hold up their signs, and they, sh- they chant. They shout, death to Americans. They ah, that's no big deal. It's just their parade chants. That's just the stuff they shout. That's what they do over there. Well, this ain't Mardi Gras. They literally want you dead. I mean, if October 7th, just four months ago, folks, just four months ago, if, if that's not a recent enough reminder of what these animals are capable of with the murder of over 1,200 people and rapes, executions, setting people on fire, beheadings, dragging them out of their homes, abject slaughter. If you don't understand that these people, yes, I said it, these people are animals. They are feral animals. They are in a bloodlust savage frenzy to destroy the West and, as they say, fill the world with the blood of their enemies. And that's you. That is you. What are we doing here in America? Well, I think we should take Iran back to the days of liberation where the girls can actually enjoy the beaches again, wear their swimsuits. We need to westernize the shit out of that nation. And whatever that takes to eliminate the people who stand in our way of doing it, See, see, I could get into this now. Now we're fighting proxy wars in Ukraine as well as Gaza. I'm, I'm not down with that stuff. But when you attack American troops and American property and American interest, three service members are now dead, dozens injured. Blood for blood, people. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It's time. It's time to show these people. The strength of America. Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on, though. Joe Biden's somewhere licking a window, looking for an ice cream cone. The guy whose chief nemesis are either a teleprompter or stairs and an occasional sandbag. He can't handle Iran. He can't handle Iran. Let me ask you a question. Do you think, you think this would have happened if Trump was president still? I mean, amazingly, and I'll just say it, I don't care, unapologetically, stolen elections have consequences. Stolen elections have consequences. We have a brain-dead puppet who's who, who can't stop pooping in his depends, and we're under attack, hundreds of attacks, by Iran in the last six months. What's he going to do about it? Stolen elections, they have consequences, folks. Just two weeks ago, Biden was asked by a reporter what his message was to Iran as their proxy groups continued to attack the shipping vessels in the Red Sea and the U.S. military assets. You know what Joe Biden said? Here here was... <laughs> Here's what old Joey said. He said, I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. I mean, we'll take away their candy and their late-night popcorn. I mean, what in the hell is that by way of foreign policy? Let me, let me tell you, that is on par with your border czar, Vice President Kamala Harris, saying don't come. Don't come. Well, you know what? They're coming. They're here. They're on the way. They're walking through every day, Kamala. I'm sorry that you guys don't have the gravitas to back anything that you say up. You see, that's the difference. Donald Trump actually backed it up. Remember when Soleimani was getting on his private jet that day and they turned him into beef stroganoff right there on the tarmac? Just zapped his ass right there from space. See, you can talk tough if you back it up. You can talk tough. Joe Biden, you, they saw what happened in the withdrawal in Afghanistan. We saw the loss of service members. We saw the billions of dollars of equipment that was left behind. It was abject weakness. You say, well, Chad, don't you want to take care of Ukraine and Vladimir Putin marching into... Listen, stop. That would have not happened, one, if Donald Trump was still president, and two, it wouldn't have happened if we did not show them a sign of complete and total abject weakness in the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Stolen elections have consequences, folks. Stolen elections have consequences, but they've they've come at us now. It's time to fight back. You know what we do? Here's my foreign policy for you. We bring every member of the U.S. military home. Bring them home. Bring our troops home. You say, but Chad, we can't. Bring them home. Bring them home. What are we doing with global interests? Why do we have a military base in Qatar? I know, well, we've got to keep them there because, you know, those folks, they might rise up. What good is it doing? They're already rising up and we're not doing anything about it. What's going on? Don't talk tough to me and tell me we have to have these military interests around the world. We're playing kiss ass and pussyfoot with these people while they bomb us. So bring them home. Bring them home. Stop sending money to foreign countries and close the freaking border. End of story. We're full. These people coming here, they're not coming in here to assimilate and mix with us. They don't take a special interest in our constitution or our way of life. So shut the freaking border. End it. Stop it. Stop sending money to Iran. Stop sending money. $233 million a day to Ukraine. Are you insane right now? <laughs> Vladimir Zelensky's living large. But I digress. Our hearts go out to those that are lost, and they're lost. And and, and guess what? There's going to be more. That's the sad thing, and I pray to God I'm wrong. I pray to God I'm wrong, but I'm afraid I'm not. There's going to be more. What's happening on the southern border? Oh, man. You know, I I want to remind you guys of something. The Biden administration is literally wiping their butt with the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, you've heard it ad nauseum at this point, But I want to remind you, it says, "...the United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion." (laughs) Invasion. Now, these were not ethereal, abstract ideas to the writers and the framers of the Constitution. These people understood what war was all about. They had just defeated, by the grace of God and providence, the world's largest superpower... In Great Britain, these people knew the war. They knew the loss of war. They knew the sacrifice of war. They knew what it was like when a small percentage stood up against a great force. And that's exactly what happened in the American Revolution. So when they framed this, this wasn't recreational writing for the founding fathers. This was practicum. This was real stuff. This were things that in the future were to protect us. Now, let me unpack that for you a minute because I don't think Joe Biden understands it. I'm not sure any of us really truly understand it. I, when's the last time you sat on the toilet reading the Constitution? Maybe maybe pick up a copy. Pick up a copy. Read it a little bit. Refresh yourself, okay? I, I'm, not, I'm not speaking down to you. I'm not being condescending. I'm just saying we all need to do it. We all need to do it. Refresh ourselves because Joe Biden took an oath of office, standing there on the Capitol steps at his inauguration, put his hand on a Bible, Raise the other, swore an oath before God and the people of the United States of America. On those words, United States will guarantee every state government elected by the citizens of that state. They'll guarantee every state a government Mm, elected by the citizens of that state. That's what it means when it says a Republican form of government. And it's going to protect the states from invasion. Well, the last I checked, the southern border of America is not being protected by the federal government. When I show you videos of taxpayer-funded forklifts raising the razor wire for illegals to crawl under, for them cutting the concertina wire, that's a good church word, right? That's very poetic. It sounds very politically correct. Concertina wire. It's razor wire. It's sharp, unlike Joe Biden. They're doing that. They're letting them in. Well, the Supreme Court passed a ruling, five to four. Uh, sounds like the girls had wine night. All the, all the girl justices got together. And then uh, that pinhead John Roberts, chief justice, of did exactly what John Roberts does, uh, snake in the grass. Amy Coney Barrett agreed with the gals. It's almost like the mean girls put a little pressure on her. Uh, over a, over a you know, a 19, 1988 cab, little Save Blanc and she ruled five4 that the federal government had the right to come in and remove the concertina wire in the state of Texas. It was blocking the southern border. Now a lot of people say that Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is in violation of the Supreme Court because he's continuing to put up the razor wire or hasn't taken it down himself. That was not the ruling. The ruling was the federal government, if it's in the way of a border patrol agent, of a federal agent, of an ICE agent, they can remove it. There was nothing in that ruling that said that Greg Abbott can't put the razor wire up. Our lieutenant governor here in the state of Texas, Dan Patrick, said we got plenty of razor wire and we will just keep putting it back up. Now people say, "Oh, that is that is deadly. You're going to have you're going to have migrants that are going to be murdered. Not if they don't climb on the wire. If they stay off the wire. That's an amazing thing. They won't even nick themselves on the finger. You understand? And Joe Biden and people, I'm so tired of these people online who say, well, it's the Republicans' fault. The Republicans, they won't pass the bill. We have a perfectly b- good border control bill and the Republicans won't pass it. When it funds the Ukrainian border more than the United States border, not interested. Not interested. Not interested. The only border I'm worried about right now is my border, okay? About two, three hours south of my house. I Like, I'm a little more interested in protecting that because I have a vested interest there. Now, the current proposal is for 5,000 illegals to come across the border and be admitted into the United States every single day. That's the proposal. Joe Biden said this is the way. Joe Biden said, this is a good idea. This is the way we do this. (laughs) Joe didn't say it. Whoever tweets for Joe said it. Joe didn't say it. Joe doesn't know where he is right now. Let me do a little math for you. 5,000 a day, 365 days a year. That's over 1.8 million illegal aliens crossing into our country, allowed to come in, allowed to stay. I'm not down with that proposal. No, Joe, that's not the way. That's not the way. And I know there are those of you are listening to this. You're pissed off. You're ready to do something. Let's form a militia. Let's get in a truck convoy. Let's go down there and lock arms. I want you guys to be very careful. Now, I, I'm not weak at the knees and I got a backbone, but I want you to be very careful because right now we're winning this war on the optics. The left, the progressive re's out there, they're losing this thing. They have zero logic whatsoever, and people are seeing through. Anyone with a shred of intelligence and a little modicum of common sense is seeing through what's happening. They're pushing it so far to the extreme that they're losing this this battle. The optics of this is horrible. 25 states and their governors have already come together to say, we're going to stand with Greg Abbott in the state of Texas. Thank you for that. But I want you to be careful when you call for so-called kinetic action. Let's go down there and do something Uh, because what the left wants, the left would love nothing more than to see a George Floyd situation come out of this down at the border. They want a Jorge Floyd. That's what they want. They want one of these illegals to get killed. You know, somebody go down there, get trigger-happy, shoot an illegal whether it's a National Guardsman or a citizen or or anybody. They would love nothing more, and they will set them up just like Derek Chauvin, and that will be the the firecracker, the the, the bottle rocket in the sky that goes up and steals everybody's attention while everything else continues to go under the razor wire, so to speak. Derek Chauvin didn't do anything wrong. I don't care if you like that. You can lump it. Derek Chauvin was doing his job... And we know now what was happening with George Floyd was a PSYOP. That's a PSYOP, dude. They were trying to get the attention off of, and, and, and with everything else that was going on in that period of time. Trust me, that's a PSYOP. They would love nothing more than to run a PSYOP down on the southern border to make you begin to lose the battle on the optics side of things. So be careful, and specifically be careful what you say online, in private messages, on your DMs, you know, you're sending messages back and forth to people on Instagram and X and, you know, Facebook. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Some of this communication. They want you to, to. to they, I'm telling you, they are not going to treat you the way they treat these crazy leftists. They're not. Look at the people in Chaz and Chop Zones up in, where was that, Seattle? You know, now they say, well, the police were a little rough with them, so we're going to reward them, award them with over $10 million in damages. Uh, January 6th isn't getting awarded $10 million. The The January Sixers are getting put in a gulag. They're getting in solitary confinement without a charge, without any form of bail. They're losing everything, hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees that they can't pay. Just to try to protect themselves. People that were peeing on a tree a quarter mile from the Capitol building on January 6th are getting called up, called in front of the feds. See, here's the thing the feds know how to infiltrate everything. And they get you put on that list. And you do something stupid, say something stupid, and guess what? You potentially lose everything. So I want you to be careful. Let this thing play out. And it is playing out effectively. And we're winning this. I got a message the other day. I get a bunch of these. Somebody says, "Hey, what's your suggestion for us going down to the border and fixing this issue?" You think I'm going to answer that with a stranger? I am not going to answer that. You want to hear my opinion? You listen to this show. But I'm not going to sit there and tell you what I think we need to do down on the southern border so that now I listen, you're 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 probably a fed sending me a message trying to trying to, you know, bait me into saying something wrong. I've fallen for that. Come on, folks. You've got to have more common sense to that. You say, well, that doesn't happen. It does happen. All the examples are right there in front of your face. All of them. So here we are, folks. Here we are. And we're, I mean, we're, we're losing the battle with Iran. We're not doing anything. So that's forces from without. Now the forces are within Listen, there's Iranians and Iraqis. There's all kinds of folks with nefarious interests in in this country already. They've come up through our southern border. They're here. And um, the cartels. I, if I was president of the United States, there's a good chance we would we would entertain the idea of war against Mexico. I'm sure that's a soundbite that'll come back to, to bite my ass. But you know what? The Mexican government's not doing anything about it. The Mexican government actually has us by the short ball hairs. They do. Because, for instance, in Texas, they control so much of our uh, power consumption. I won't get into that. But listen, the Mexican government's not not playing nice in all of this. The United States of America should probably own the first mile beyond the border of Mexico. The, you, you listen, and you don't believe me, the cartels, they are a narco-terrorist group. They are a transnational narco-terrorist group. They need to be named that so we can deal with them accordingly. They will throw a three-year-old child in the river in a place where they can't swim, where the current is strong, so that Border Patrol and guardsmen will jump in the river and focus on saving the child while the illegals go 200 yards up the river and cross and disperse in the United States while they're focused on saving the child. That's what's going on, folks. That's what's going on. They they, they have no regard for human life. These are feral animals. This is what we're up against, and we're trying to play nice. We're trying to play nice. There's already a Wikipedia article out there that talks about the standoff at Eagle Pass, about how the Texas National Guard took over Shelby Park and you know kicked out the uh, U.S. Border Patrol, took them away from patrolling the area which the Border Patrol had been using to hold the migrants in recent weeks there at Shelby Park. And they're, they're already playing this thing up. They've already got a Wikipedia page, the standoff. The standoff at Eagle Pass. You know, they can't wait to fill in the blanks, guys. They can't wait to fill in the blanks. You know what they need to do? Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, he wants to negotiate this bill. Here's what he does. He gets every one of those Congress members. You take them down to Eagle Pass. You get them in a conference room down there where they can see firsthand what's going on. Take them down there and say, well, you want to negotiate this bill? Let's negotiate it in Eagle Pass, Texas. You know what? We'll have a picnic on the ground in Shelby Park, and you guys can take a look at what's going on because Joe Biden hadn't been down there other than a, a an hour-long layover in El Paso as she was headed somewhere else. Your borders are Kamala Harris hasn't been there. Go down there. Mike Johnson needs to say, you want to negotiate this? This is where we're going to do it. Not in Washington, D.C., not in our safe spaces, not in the sacred hallowed halls of Congress in the Capitol building. We're going to Eagle Pass. That's what he needs to do. E. Jean Carroll's going to get $83 million, or issue. I don't know. I think they're going to toss this thing out on appeals. I don't know. You know, they continue to put uh, these court cases out there in places like New York because they know that they can get a jury who's going to hate Donald Trump. That's the thing to do these days, hate Donald Trump. E. Jean Carroll is a mummified skeleton of a human being. I can't imagine anyone ever wanting to touch that. She even said that she wasn't raped. She's even talked about rape as being something that's sexy. She's crazy. She's nuts. If you watch any of the of the interviews with Eugene Carroll and how she's painted the rocks and the trees in her yard, and she's a weird person. She's a weird, weird person. Has a rodent house. I mean, it's, it's odd. And here's Donald Trump. I mean, the man's married to a fox. The guy has a whole bevy of beauties in his history. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is innocent of, of you know the things that he's done, but come on, $83 million when you have no evidence. Let's see, this is the problem. You want to go after Donald Trump for something like this. You got to go after every celebrity. You got to go after every billionaire. You got to go after every elitist. You got to go after every single one of them because apparently that's commonplace in that lifestyle. That's what you're telling me, right? No, it was just Donald Trump who did things like that. Just Donald Trump. Just Donald Trump. I mean, Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton went to Epstein Island, what, 36, 38 times? He wasn't going down there for the jet skis. Bill Clinton went down there so many damn times that he saw some of those girls come of age. <sighs> you know, people say, well, Donald Trump's guilty. He needs to go to prison for 700 years. Right, we got him dead to rights this time. Well, you know, that you're going to think that when the deep state that hates Donald Trump so much... You know, when they're going after somebody, they control the media, they control the narratives, they control the agendas, they control everything that's pushed out. Of course, it's going to create the presumption of guilt in the mind of the consumer out there because they're getting bombarded with it. Most people don't have a clue what the charges even were. So you don't have to have evidence to to charge somebody. Bring them in front of a kangaroo court, get 12 jurors who's willing to rule against the guy, and then say, $83 million, are you serious? That's an expensive piece of ass. $83 million? I don't think so. I don't think that thing's going to stand. That's where we're living, though, folks. And, and you think they won't do that to people like you? Right, listen, you know, people who are driven by emotion, we live in a nation of people who are driven by emotion, uh, they're going to pull their decisions out of their rear end, and they're going to make those decisions based on what they're feeling rather than the facts or the evidence. That's what's happening in a case like this witch hunt. They didn't believe Paula Jones when she accused Bill Clinton. They didn't believe Juanita Broderick. Still don't when she accused Bill Clinton of rape. But they believe Looney Tunes, like E. Jean Carroll. She's a nut. You've seen the interview with her and Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper couldn't get to a commercial break fast enough. What about, uh, what's her name, Kathleen Blousey Ford? I probably got her name right. I don't even know. The girl that accused, the lady that accused... You know, sitting there in front of Congress or Senate, whatever it was, that congressional hearing testifying all doped up on what looked to me like benzodiazepine and, and you know, smudged eyeglasses and <laughs> accusing Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, people, y'all just jump right on that. I mean, this, y'all are just like buzzards on roadkill for something like that. Here's the issue I have. Here's the issue I have. Why isn't America's judicial system, which, by the way, has become a tyrannical lawfare uh, enemy of the people, Why isn't the Department of Justice and the judicial system going after pedophiles and human trackers and those types of scum with the same fevered frenzy and pitch that they're going after Donald Trump? We should be turning over every single rock to expose every person that's engaged in trafficking, pedophilia, legitimate rape cases, the most horrible stuff of society— You find Donald Trump's name on that list, then sugar, I'm happy to lump him in with the crew. But you better show me the evidence. Because right now, you guys are showing me that you're a bunch of hypocrites. You're going after one person because you don't like what he did when the elites and permanent Washington said he's not one of us. You know it's a damn lie. You know the whole investigation's a damn lie. Every bit of it. Why aren't they going after everybody with this same fevered pitch? Uh, we're disgusting people. And what do you think is going to happen if they do send Donald Trump to prison for seven hundred years? You think you cut the head off the snake and MAGA goes away? Oh, see, there's uh, there's there's a there's a, <laughs> there's a great a uh, host of people in the United States that ain't united anymore. There's a great horde of folks out there that if you cut the head off the snake, there's going to be a bunch of heads that grow back. And see, that's the way martyrdom tends to be. That's the way that tends to work. See, Jesus said, unless a grain of, uh, you know, unless a mustard seed falls in the ground and die, it produces no fruit. Ah. Well, he said, unless a seed falls in the ground, it dies. But then he talked about the mustard seed. When it grows up, it's the tiniest of seeds, but then it grows into the greatest tree. Mm. See, both of those principles apply. See, that, you put those seeds in the ground. Let me tell you, what's going to grow out of that is going to be way bigger than anything you so, you've sought to eradicate. So they're not just going to go away. Don't you realize there's people out there in this country right now? Some of them are listening to this show right now. And those people don't want to be alive. They don't want to live in a country that you're trying to create. They don't want their kids being taught crazy critical race theory and Marxist ideologies and brainwashed with, you know, gender confusion and the nonsense that's being pushed on us and called normalcy. That They don't want that. They don't want to live. They'd rather die than to see this once great nation abused by Iran, destroyed by southern border invasion. See our courts go to something like uh, in the Batman movie where you get to choose, uh, you know you get kicked out of the city or you, you execution. But even if you get kicked out of the city, you got to walk out on the ice. And if you make it across the ice, which nobody ever does, they fall through and they die anyway. That's not judicial system, folks. You're just guilty until you're proven guilty. Nobody wants to live in that. So people would rather die. You could, You can understand. I think you could read between the lines what I'm saying. There's people out there who'd rather die. They'd rather fight than to put up with this crap anymore. They do not want to see America, the America that they love, fall into the hands of tyrannical dictators who are governed and ruled by an elite class, and that's what's happening. What's happening in France? You say, ah, oh, man, what France? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, the farmers are rising up. I'm just going to spend a minute on this because we're going to talk about this more on upcoming episodes. I've got my dear friend, uh, Marche Baptiste, who is uh, uh, Baptiste Marche. He's French. It he goes both ways. Who knows? The French farmers, he's coming on the show, and we're going to talk about what's happening in France because what's happening in Europe always tends to trickle over here to America. You know, the French farmers, they're pushing back. They're protesting. The government says, we'll make some concessions, but these, these Frenchmen, these farmers are pissed off, and they're threatening to converge on Paris, gay Paris. They're coming to town, uh, and they've put up traffic barricades to try to block them. And uh, they're like, nope. Here's, there's, See, there's been this huge series of government measures, and the farmers say, no, nah, we've we got more demands here because they want to get paid better. They want better remuneration. They want better compensation for their produce, the stuff they're growing to feed their nation. They want less bureaucratic red tape. Sound familiar? They want protection against the cheap imports. Sound familiar? Uh, and they're using their tractors. They're putting you know, farm waste, refuse, poop, fecal matter. Manua, they're putting it right there at the gates of government buildings. Causing a stink, man. Uh, They're blocking the highways. They're blocking the passageways into Paris. They mean business. And it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out because I don't know if you realize this or not, but in France, you don't really own your land. I mean, there's people listening to this show. You may be a rancher. You might be a farmer. Or you maybe you've inherited property, your land that you live on. Maybe it's been in your family for generations. See, that that doesn't exist in France anymore. You die. There's, there's no inheritance. You don't get to pass that on to your children or your grandchildren. It's not the way it works. And they're fighting back against a lot of these things. Is it coming to America? Could be. Oh, boy. Hey, I don't know if you paid attention, but the Oscars are coming up. The Barbie movie, which is a hmm, feminist trope uh, trying to say that, you know, eh, women women are really the ones who are in control, and the men are the puppets. They're the robots. They're the slaves of the female class. Interestingly enough, that uh, the director of Barbie, the Barbie movie, who is a woman, and the lead actress that played Barbie, Margot Robbie, who obviously is a a woman, both of them got snubbed for nominations of respectively Best Director and Best Actress. The Academy snubbed them, but guess guess who they remembered to nominate? They nominated the leading man, Ryan Gosling, the guy that played Ken. That's right, the slave himself. They nominated the man for Best Actor. Oh, boy. Oh, even Hillary Clinton chimed in on that. It's it is a joke, folks. But guess what? Uh, the patriarchy wins again. Oh man, they're coming after your menthol cigarettes. I the Zen stuff, whatever that is, the nicotine, non nicotine stuff that you put the pouch in in your mouth and get you off of nicotine. I, I don't know what that stuff is. But you remember when the Biden administration back during election time, they were they they, they didn't want to push too hard. On this menthol cigarettes, because they know that by and large, demographically, the menthol cigarettes are smoked by black people. And they say, well, okay, we're going to lay off. Well, they're coming for the menthol cigarettes again. They're going to start pushing for that. I've never smoked in my life, but I'm thinking about taking it up. I said to Sean Hannity, I'm not Sean Hannity, sorry, Sean Spicer just the other day, uh, I said to him, I said, you know, I, I think I'm about to take up smoking menthol cigarettes and see what that's all about just simply because the federal government is about to tell you you can't do it guys what level of tyranny are we embracing Mm. hey guys i want to see you on the chad prather show when we are back on video tuesdays and thursday nights thank you for tuning into the point i will always try to get to it as fast as possible with my crazy commentary as you know, this is a comedy podcast. I don't mean anything I say, do I? Do I? Uh email me Chad at the com and drop your email address at the dot Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. You can catch me on the road, and do not forget while you're here on a pad- podcast platform to go and leave a rating and review. Five stars is what we deserve, but you do what you must and tell us how great we are. We love you. God bless you. We will see you next time. Bye.